Let's go, girl. Just tell me that I can and show you things that you couldn't believe. Yo, let's go. It's women talking football or WTF for short. Of course, never to be confused with WFT. My name is Mallory Hartley. I'm the associate producer here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dave Campbell's Texan Live once again sitting here in the host chair and sitting over there making sure you can hear my tired voice. It's the executive producer of this place. It's AP. That hurt. I don't Ashley think Pickle. you're allowed to wear that shirt and be sad or have sad voice. Oh, I'm not yeah. sad voice. Let's I'm go. Not, I'm not tired sad and sad voice. voice is the same thing. I'm, no, it's not tired. Vo- I can be happy and joyful and sound joyful, but not be sad. Just be tired. I'm not, I'm not sad. I'm just very tired. Yes, but so that is correct. Sad voice can be a singular thing, but tired voice sounds like sad voice. You're not, if you're, if you sound happy and joyful, you're not going to sound tired. I guess that's true. It can go one way, but it can't go both ways. I guess that's true. I don't know. I am very tired, obviously. If you, uh, if you didn't hear the news, um, (laughs) The Texas Rangers, or rather the Arlington Rangers, <laughs> shout out to the egg. won the World Series last night. Um, you and I had a fun little adventure. We did last night. Uh, we were all cuddled up on the couch with our cat Ava, mm-hmm. um, watching the game. And at one point, you looked at me and you said, "You know, Brian, your boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, he's going to want a T-shirt if if they win tonight." Yes. And I was like. A t- okay, cool. Like he can order that. And you're like, no, 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 no. He wants me to go get him one tonight if they win at Academy. And I was like, I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. So what did we do at 1030 last night? <laughs> we yeeted ourselves down the highway to the, the nearest watering hole, which is Academy. <laughs> the nearest watering hole in Academy. Um, it was uh, a good crisp 44 degrees out there last night. And uh, it was very we cool. took our we took our happy selves out there and stood in line. At Academy, only for about 45 to 50 minutes. It wasn't that long. No, when um, we got there, the line was all the way out wrapped the around door and wrapped around the store. And we were like, oh, God. But, man, shout out to Academy. It was efficient. It really was. They did a really good job of prepping for that. Yeah, I kept telling you. I was like, I'm so glad that they didn't just let every single person in at once because that would have been an absolute madhouse. They were letting a couple people in here and there at a mm-hmm. time, which made the, the process work much more efficiently. And when you walked in, you had, like, eight to nine to ten different choices of t-shirts that you yeah. could choose from um we of course got the ones that the players were yes. able to get so what a fun night um definitely will go down in history as probably one of the nights that I will never forget oh yeah um, no that was that was a blast uh, yeah and it was just so cool because like obviously I think you and I are both very big Rangers fans we're definitely mm-hmm. not like like for Tepper this was it. Oh, like yes. For yes. us, that would be if the Cowboys won right. in our lifetime because they right. haven't. And so I tweeted that last night. I was like, 
I just want everybody to know that I feel this happy about a team that I very much am a fan of. I found pictures of my family at the 2011. That's right. Uh, yeah. Like in the 2011 season, we drove all the way up from Lano to come to the game. So, I mean, the Rangers have been my baseball team since day one. So it was, it was pure joy last night and excitement. But it was really cool because there's about three or four people in my life that are on that, like, I am a Rangers baseball fan. fan. Like, Mm -hmm. how we are, I am a Dallas Cowboy fan. Like, I bleed blue, you know, like, that's how they are. And it was so cool to get to see so many of those, like, elite, elite fans enjoying something that has never happened before you right know? right well and I, I've told you this before too me being from Arlington mm-hmm. I grew up watching the Texas Rangers right down the road that mm-hmm. was actually working at the old Globe Life Park was my first job in high school so um, cool. I worked there with all my friends so I spent plenty of time at Globe Life Park and got to know the backways of that place. And mm-hmm. it kind of broke my heart when they built that new stadium. It's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it. There is no better feeling than waking up on a Sunday afternoon and going to a Ranger game and saying, hey, the, the roof is closed. Yeah. We can sit in the 100-degree uh, weather. Yeah. Right, we've got AC. But uh, that old stadium, that was kind of where it all started with, you know, my love for sports and everything. So, um, but, yeah, really uh, – Big win for the Ag Town last night. Ag Town, Swag Town, oh stand up. The Arlington Rangers are world. Yeah, I was basically with the Queen champs. of Arlington last night at you the were. at the local you were. water. Everybody was hole. coming up to me. They're like, "You look like you're from Arlington." You look like congratulations, <laughs> man. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> the, thanks. That's a big win for us. I did tell Tepper uh, <laughs> earlier on TFT that it was hysterical when we're standing there in line waiting to get the shirts, and you just hear multiple points of a song of hire by Creed oh, right. in everybody's car because yeah. everyone's pulling up. They're honking. Uh-huh. They're go Rangers. Some people it were starting so cool. chants, but every now and then it was just take me higher. And then, higher, <laughs> yeah. higher. And then we of course listened to it on the way home. So yes, it was absolutely. A, man, it was a fantastic night. So congrats to the Arlington Rangers. We love you. We finally freaking did it. Let's go. We're an internet show. We're here every Thursday talking high school football around the Lone Star State. And man, this is episode 56 of Women Talking Football. And on today's show, we're going way out east to Beast, Texas. I love Beast, Texas. I'm very familiar with Beast, Texas, so I'm really excited to do this one today. We'll tell you all about the ranked teams and the players to watch out there in East Texas. And we'll also bring in CBS 19 sports reporter Serenity Douglas to give you more of a firsthand insight into what those teams like look like out there. But first, it is time to reveal the Texas Football Tonight Week 11 Spotlight Games. And we'll head over there to the helm where she will give you all eight spotlight games for week 11. And, man, we've got a really – I thought – I mean, we had a great slate last week. Mm-hmm. A lot of fantastic games, but this is a, this is also a really, really good week. I think because a lot of these games will determine the district title winner. Yeah. Week 11 in general is just a really fun time in Texas high school yeah. football for right. me. Tepper and I were debating – 
earlier whether or not we liked week 11 or by district round better. Yeah. And I was like, I personally like week 11 better because there's so many different things to be on the lookout for. Mm -hmm. And maybe it's just because I'm a nerd, but I love that. Oh, hey, if third and fourth place are playing in this thing, it's a total game that you don't expect. But uh, then again, by district, while the games are not always fantastic because there's some lopsided matchups, every single person is playing a winner go home game. So your mileage may vary, but alas, week 11 is a blast and we start off with a matchup tonight down in the greater 5-1-2 area as the Hutto Hippos take on the Pflugerville Wives Wolves. This one in District 12-6A. Very interesting here for one specific reason, and it's a reason you, I wasn't expecting to say, but it's because Pflugerville Weiss lost last week. Mm-hmm. Hutto still... I do not think can win the district championship. Uh, they Colleen Harker Heights and really Hewitt Midway. I think so. This will be if Hutto can win this one and pull it out, then that would create some district craziness in a tie. At that point, Hewitt Midway would probably win the district championship, and then there might be a three-way tie for second. Mm-hmm. So craziness. But Weiss lost to Midway in a. Bad, bad loss. Bad fashion last week. 41 to 17, which took everybody by surprise because we've been talking about all year how Weiss was that team that took everybody by surprise in a good way. I mm-hmm. mean, before then, right. they were 8 and 8 no on the season. Mm-hmm. They look like they are cruising, like there is not a person that can stop them. And then there you go. There's Midway coming out with that. So Midway obviously having the tie over Weiss, also beating uh, the rest of those teams. So if Hutto could pull this one out, that district could suddenly go from a pretty clean scape to getting really interesting really, really quick. Yeah, I'm excited to see. Like, I think this Pflugerville Weiss's defense has been pretty good most of the year this year. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how they're going to handle – Texas Tech quarterback Will Hammond because he's he's been on fire this year yeah very 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 excited to see that and excited to get eyes I always love watching a Chad commit I should say a 2-2 play on the Mm -hmm. offensive line like I love that Weiss front so interested to see how the Hutto defensive line handles that and especially the really good running attack by Pflugerville Weiss so it things could get very interesting Tommy Yarish and Zach Davis on the call for that one if you miss it we will have a full game recap on Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight tomorrow night Sticking with our Thursday slate, how about this one? Tasty, tasty up here in the DFW. Yes. Um, A battle for District 3 in 6A. Coach Ray Gates and his North Crowley Panthers hosting the Sheriff's Day. But they're the home team. Mm-hmm. The Carlos Lynn and his Crowley Eagles. North Crowley, a team last year under Ray Gates that went 10 and 0 in the regular season. They're trying to make that back to back. They were a surprise last year under first year head coach Ray Gates. Now they've had their target on their back. On the opposite side of that, now you have Carlos Lynn coming in in his first year, and what a job he has done to turn around this Crowley program. So this one, very, very enticing. Excited to see that one go down. The host of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Tonight, we're taking him away from the desk and putting him in the booth. Nick Laupius will be on the call for this one, and then he'll be back on the desk tomorrow to break all this down. So if you're looking for that, 7 o'clock tonight from Crowley's beautiful multipurpose stadium. I'm excited for this game. I would have been more excited if 
Crowley wouldn't have dropped the last two. I know. Um, they're still a really fun team to watch. I actually got to see them play Mansfield Summit. Their quarterback's name is Caleb Williams. Mm. Uh, he threw five touchdowns in that game. So I was like, hmm, Heisman watch there. Light um, work. But they've Heisman got a watch. Yeah. But this is a really fun matchup. I, I really do enjoy this one. And this will, of course, be for, for the district title there. Well, and it's. It's just it's cool too because when's the last time we've seen a Crowley versus North Crowley game that had like meaning to meaning it. to it right, yeah exactly. so very excited to see how District Three and Six A shapes out there. Let's matriculate over to our Friday night games. We're yeah. sticking in the DFW. A sneaky good game here as the third ranked Anna Coyotes take on the Wildcats of Sulphur Springs. This one District Eight Four A D One and straight up District Championship on yep. the line here. Um, Anna has obviously looked outstanding with what they've done this year. I mean, there's there's been no reason to doubt them, but Sulphur Springs, a very surprising – they're they have not been beaten, right? Am no, they crazy? have uh, – they're undefeated, I think – They've got one loss on the year, and they're undefeated in district play. So, again, this will be for the district title, That's but they right. did lose uh, one. To Coach Cluley and his Mount Pleasant Tigers. Correct. That yes. was a huge win for them back in week two of the season. But, yeah, it's and this one's funny, too, because we didn't expect Sulphur Springs to be at this point. I mean, that is a crazy district between Anna, Paris, Kaufman has been really mm -hmm. good in the past couple of years. Sulphur Springs was always that team that was more or less fighting for the fourth place yeah I mean ever since I feel like Brandon Faircloth took over the program I think it was last year or mm -hmm. maybe the year before he just completely reshaped the look of that program and now you can pretty much count on them to be in the district title game yeah yeah Faircloth took over last year because right. they were 0-10 before he That's got right. there and then went 7-4 seven seven and, four. Four. Um, yeah. and then but man Talk about uh, a quarterback to keep an eye out on. Talk about two quarterbacks to keep an eye out on. Mm -hmm. But ba Brady Driver from Sulphur Springs has been the heart and soul of that offensive so far. So I think that uh, whoever's defense can figure out a way to get a stop, that one might decide this. But very excited to see that this one being called by James Tritley and Alex Weister. The Yay. superstars out of the DFW branch of Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Moving on now, we talked North Texas. Let's head out east in one that we have circled every single year. This one will be played in Tyler as the Chapel Hill Bulldogs, the eighth-ranked team in 4A Division One, take on the fourth-ranked Bulldogs of Kilgore, this out of District 9 for a D1, and another one where all the marbles are on the table for the district championship there. Um, Chapel Hill, last week, dropped to Lindale. That was a jarring loss. Yes. Chapel Hill is a very good team. They're, they are full of superstars, but Lindale came out with a game plan against them that they just could not stop. Mm -hmm. Um this one is interesting in the fact that Kilgore is big and Kilgore is physical. Mm -hmm. Chapel Hill, over the past couple of years, honestly, has really struggled when they have to really dig down to the lines and try and buckle up against a really just physical, hard-hitting team. So interesting to see how this works. But for Kilgore's side of it they're gonna have to try and stop Demetrius Brisbane they're gonna have to try to stop Ricky Stewart so mm -hmm. I really think that this one for Tyler Chapel Hill comes down to how well do the lines play and then You're absolutely right for Kilgore how well can their defense eliminate the explosive plays from those two guys right right in the run game as well 
So that there you go for District Nine Four A Division so One. We will see who is able to pull out that one. Here's one that might make you raise your eyebrow mm. a little bit. Why are we spotlighting Waco University? Guys, they have a chance to break some records. Mm-hmm. Absolutely break some records. Let me see. I definitely had this written down the other day, and let me see if I can find it. Here we go. Waco U hasn't had a winning record since 2009. They haven't won eight games in a season since 2002. <laughs> they haven't uh, – oh, since 2014, they've had five winless seasons, mm-hmm. zero wins since 2014. That's in the That's past a decade. decade. <laughs> they haven't won a share of the district title since before we were both born in mm-hmm. 1996. They haven't won an outright district title since 1956. Waco U has the opportunity to shatter almost every single one mm-hmm. of those records if they can beat Belton. Insane. Absolutely insane. Five winless seasons since 2014, and here they are competing for a share of the district championship. Well, so it, cool. Well, and here's the thing, too. They're only, like, a couple of plays away from being undefeated on the season because their only two losses come from Fort, Fort Worth, Arlington Heights, and mm-hmm. they lost by one, and then Pflugerville when they lost by four. So only a couple of plays away from literally being undefeated on the season. So this matchup is very, very tasty. I am so pumped that we have an on-Texan live. Yeah, and that's just, like, again, this is one of those week 11 things that you look at and you say, what are what they is this? doing? Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Hang on here. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> um, here's another one of the games. We're going to head down to the greater Houston area now, and this one, a yes. little bit of a head scratcher as well. Coming out of District 12, 4AD1, Needville, the Blue Jays, taking on a second-year program in the Iowa Colony Pioneers. And how about that? I see ranked number five in 4A Division 1 and who would have thought when we're sitting here looking at District 12 in 4A Division 1 that we would be talking about an Iowa Colony team in their mm-hmm. second year as a program that is sitting at a 9 and 0 record. I mean, you that's that district alone when realignment came out, we went, "Oh no, the new guys." That stinks. You're getting put in with Needville, with Bay City, with the Rice Birds of El Campo. Mm -hmm. You're sitting there going, oh, man, the UIL did not do them any favors. What Coach Ray Garza has done with the Pioneer program to get them up to this point in just their second year where they're not only trying to secure a district championship, they're trying to have an undefeated regular mm-hmm. season heading into the playoffs, undisputed number one team in 12-4A Division One. Absolutely insane. This one has my interest in every single level, and we cannot wait to watch it play out on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Well, we got to we got to see a practice earlier on in the in the summer. We did. All of, of our Colony. bumps are basically sponsored all of our, by Yeah, Iowa all Colony. of our bumps are. <laughs> it's a great week to have them on Texan Live. No kidding. <laughs> Sticking in the DFW, no, Houston. Why did I say DFW? My brain is broken. Um, We go to Conroe, Oak Ridge, as they take on the Wildcats of Willis, the 15th ranked program in 6A. And this one is interesting because there's three, this district is kind of crazy, but the top of the district is Willis, 9-0, 7-0 in district play. The Woodlands 
who lost to Willis last week after a crazy rain delay and lightning delay. That game was supposed to be a Thursday night spotlight game for That's us right. last yep. week. Got moved to Saturday in which the Wildcats of Willis went to the Woodlands and beat them a 60 to 52, a crazy Dang. high scoring affair. The qu- oh yeah, yeah. The quarterback matchup between uh-huh. Mayberry, Matower and uh, DJ Lagway was, it lived up to the hype of what we were hoping for. Um, but very excited to watch this one because Connor Oak Ridge, another program that is right there in the thick of that. So Willis obviously has the win over the Woodlands. If, Willis can take down Conroe Oakridge, they will be the outright district champion. If Conroe Oakridge was to win, then they would there would be a three-way tie then at that point mm-hmm. for the share of the 13-6A district title because Conroe Oakridge um lost to the Woodlands in the first week of district play 55 to 26. So all over the place we could go with an outright yes, district champion. I love that. We could go, it would literally be Willis, the Woodlands, or Conroe Oak Ridge, or we're going to have absolute chaos, chaos for those first three. <laughs> um, now, obviously, it depends on the seating, too, with the um, enrollment numbers there, because we are talking 6A for those of you who are just joining us. 6A does split into two divisions come the playoff time, but seating playing another huge portion there. Um, and finally... Another district that we've kept our eye on all year long that just continues to go back and forth. It is 21-6A as the ninth-ranked Summer Creek Bulldogs take on the 11th-ranked Atascacita Eagles. It's the door. It's the uh, it's the district that everyone talks about with these two with um, C.E. King, C.E. King with North Shore. North Shore. The the granddaddy of them all was last week. Mm-hmm. when Atascacita and North Shore played. North Shore now our number one team in 6A after Duncanville spit the bit against DeSoto. Mm-hmm. Um, but what last week answered to us was just how good North, North Shore, Shore is, is because they went out there and, I mean, they dominated Atascacita mm-hmm. the whole time. But that also then makes this game very interesting. There's no real playoff imp- implications here. It's just for bragging rights. Um, but it's always a fun one. And who do we have on the call for that one? That one will be... Patine, correct? Yes, Patine Delgado, our guy. He'll be down there at, um, from Turner Stadium in Humble, Texas, 7 o'clock p.m. But there you go, our Week 11 Spotlight Games for Dave Campbell's Texas Football tonight. We hope that you will join us. You can stream that for free. Guess what? You're going to be able to stream that for free throughout the entirety of the playoffs. But if you haven't yet, come check it out before playoff coverage ramps up. And um, back by unpopular demand me uh I'll what be, i'll be hopping on the desk no way uh, with, with nick laupius and ishmael johnson we're rolling three three, three man crew um and so yeah oh. and the reason behind that is usually i'm behind the scenes eping the show mallory hartley is stepping into the hot seat are you excited like are you excited to do this it's a lot but it's fun I'm very excited. Good. Um, I really have enjoyed putting this show together this week, uh, choosing the spotlight games. And, you know, I love, you know how much I love looking at players on teams and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I got to pick the players that we want to spotlight and make graphics for. And it's been fun so far. Ask me again tomorrow Tomorrow. night at 10 (laughs) and I might have a different answer for you. But no, I'm, I'm very excited 
to to step into your role, and, and I'm more excited for you to, to make your debut on Texas football tonight. So please, if this is if you have not tuned in yet, tomorrow night at 7:30, tune into Texas football tonight, where we will give you live game coverage of. Uh, six really fantastic games, maybe even more if those games aren't fantastic. And then you also get to see your favorite pickle. Maybe not your favorite pickle. That's fair. I should not. Out of the rankings of pickles, I should not be number one. I can Maybe your second you favorite that. pickle yeah. if uh, LP is your first choice there. <laughs> I was maybe thinking Jake. Trish. I or think Trish. Trish is the best Are you one. the last ranking pickle? Probably. I'm the last ranking Hartley, so you can. Uh, that is also true. We can, we can bond in that Todd. sense. But <laughs> correct. <laughs> Again, tomorrow night, 7:30. You can stream it live on TexanLive.com for free to give you the best coverage of Texas high school football around the state. Which I was just fixing to say, those are obviously the spotlight games that we're covering, but we are going statewide with it. We have a ton of information on games you need to be keeping your eye on from a seating perspective in the playoffs from literally six-man football all the way up to to 6A. So so keep it locked in. We'll have scores from all across the state as well. Yes, yes, that as well. All right, Pickle. Before we hear from our good friend out there in East Texas, Serenity Douglas, let's hear a word from our good friends at VCR now. Born and bred in Texas, it's a little different, as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support, VCR Now is built to last. Reach out to us today at info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at vcrnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Over to the hotline and let's bring in the East Texas Queen, Miss Serenity (laughs) Douglas, CBS 19 sports reporter. Girl, how you doing? Thanks for hopping on. I'm doing great, and queen is definitely an overstatement for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But thank you. <laughs> no, absolutely. Now, whenever we have new guests on this show, we love to give you the opportunity to kind of explain who you are and where you came from and how did you end up where you are now in East Texas. Well, I'm Serenity Douglas, originally from Atlanta, Georgia, And I went to the University of Texas. So I would say my ties are always and will always be in Texas. Um, I became a sports reporter pretty much right after graduation. You know, COVID hit. So I decided to take it pretty serious. I did run track at Texas, too. But I ended up switching my focus to being a reporter and being a broadcaster. So I was a beat reporter for a while in Austin. And then I took a position all the way in Wisconsin to follow my dreams and, you know, get on air. And that's what I did, and it ended up landing me ultimately in Tyler, Texas, with another sports reporting job. (laughs) Now, did I see that you ran track at Texas? Yeah, I definitely did. I ran track at Texas. (laughs) That's awesome. I did. I did for about five years because of COVID. They ended up giving us another year 
and yeah, I really loved it there. For Which sure. events? I did the four hundred. Oh, that the 200, rocks! Four by four. But I was a quarter miler. You know much. what? I uh, I'm I can't play sports, so that's why I'm talking about them right now. Yeah. So all props <laughs> to you, girl. That's freaking awesome. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and get right into it. So in East Texas, you've got your your big big school powerhouses like you've got Longview, um, Texas High, Kilgore, Chapel Hill, all of that. But then you also have your small school kings in Dangerfield and Cupper. Is it cool to know that you could possibly end up at AT&T Stadium for multiple different classifications that make it to the state championship in December? It honestly makes it so much easier. So I know right now it was a little bit of weird time for us because we're trying to figure out playoff schedules but like you just said because there's so many good teams we're going to end up at AT&T regardless and that's such a flex and I really enjoy that about <laughs> East Texas it's like no matter where you go you're going to get a great game you're going to get a great band you're going to get great naps from a game mm-hmm. um, a whole lot of kids celebrating in your camera I love that too we love the confidence in East Texas that's something and yes, you are definitely going to go to the AT&T Stadium, regardless. And I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. They don't call it Beast Texas for nothing. And and I think that when you're talking about East Texas, you do have to focus on some of those bigger schools. And that's where we'll start off. Out of the larger classifications that y'all have out there, who would be your pick right now that you think has the chance to, to make the trek on uh, I-20 over? Obviously, Carthage. Mm-hmm. You know, I would never bet against Coast Surrett at all in any account but I will always say that it's hard to keep winning and I think people kind of forget that it was like oh they have nine championships so it's a breeze for them no but now they have to continue to keep up having nine championships and not being known as the team that had nine championships they almost got their 10th one and they didn't do it and even then it's like last year it's like oh we have eight can we get nine so the stakes will continue to get high no matter how good of a team you are and I feel like Carthage just continues to prove them. And they continue to play like that, too. Um, so definitely looking forward to seeing Carthage. Longview also, like, they were given their first loss in the beginning of the in the beginning of the season, week one. Mm-hmm. And they have just haven't looked back since. Now, what has hurt me in the polls for 6A, 5A, 4A rankings is that Chapel Hill dropped from the number two spot all the way down to mm-hmm. number six. And that really hurt me. But I feel like it kind of shook up some of the other teams possibly like anything can happen you know losing to a team like Lindale they were not ranked which is why they dropped so far but Lindale went in like this is any other team and it's ours to take and that's exactly mm-hmm. what they did and I feel like it should kind of show the teams anything can happen at this point you don't want to be the team that went out of regular season being 10-0 and undefeated and dropped to a team that's unranked that could be your story just as well as getting your 10th championship can mm-hmm. and I think that that is just interesting to see <laughs> right and then you already mentioned it once speaking of chapel hill they have an insane game this week against number four kilgore for the district nine four division one title who do you have in mm-hmm. that game because it is quite tasty and we're very interested to see what happens in that game you know i'm gonna go chapel hill is such a great team like, Bridge been at quarterback, and mm-hmm. then Ricky Swift running back. But I think I'm just going to go with Kilgore. Because I watched Chapel Hill play last Saturday because of a rain delay, so they ended up playing on Saturday. They played against Athens. And, yes, they won, 
but they weren't they weren't looking like the Chapel Hill from the beginning of the year. And I think that loss to Lindell really shook them up. Um, and I think they're kind of falling apart a little bit. So I, I'm actually going to give it to Kilgore. Kilgore has heart. So that's that's who I'm going to give it to. I like it. <laughs> it's sure. yeah, it's hard to it's hard to deny, especially I mean Kilgore are a big physical ball club and Chapel Hill struggled with that too. So there's a little bit of a look at those those larger schools. Obviously, we mentioned it earlier. You've got the chance with a lot of different teams out there, specifically the smaller school ball. I mean, you're talking Malakoff, you're talking Winsboro, Hooks even coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Which team um in the small school ranks do you think has the capability one to go super far and then maybe was Hooks a surprise to y'all as as much as it was to us hooks was surprising i will say that but i will also i need to give credit to winsboro mm-hmm. i really will you know i always think like credit i gotta give credit where credit is due and they have been killing it all year you know they have kyler finney over there and he's just been making his statement at quarterback and i liked how um we actually did a story on him and i liked how he said it's just all about the team. He never talks about himself. Um, and I feel like that shows like how good of a team he's going to be. You know, a good of a leader he's going to be also. And obviously, there's just always so much talent that comes out of the, the East Texas area over there. Taylor Tatum at Longview, Demetrius Brisbane at Chapel Hill. You've already mentioned that. Who have you kind of kept your eye on this season? Who is, who's really stood out to you? I think Derek McFall has stood out mm-hmm. to me, for sure. UCLA, UCLA commit. Yep. And I think that he's just been looking great. <laughs> um, and first of all, UCLA is not a scrub school either. Yeah, I know, you know, Taylor Tatum is going to Oklahoma. <laughs> and I know that, that sounds, you know, huge too. I mean, I'm not an Oklahoma fan. <laughs> but Oklahoma's a great school. But I think UCLA is a really great school too. And I think that he's really been killing it and looking great over there. I actually was at the uh, the McKinney North and Tyler game a couple of weeks ago, so I got to see Derek McFall in action, and man, he he really is the real deal. UCLA is is getting a good one in him for sure. Now yeah. I've got one one more question for you, and it's probably the toughest question that we'll ask you on this <laughs> show. When we're out in uh, good old Beast, Texas. Where do you suggest that we eat in your area? Oh. That is tough. <laughs> I know you haven't been there for very long, but. You know, okay. So, luckily, I have my phone on me, so I can look it up. But there <laughs> is this barbecue spot that my um, boss took me to when I first got the job. And it's called Stanley's Famous Pit Barbecue. Yep. I highly suggest going there. It was so good. And I think I just forgot how good barbecue is in Texas, and I'll never forget again. <laughs> No, that's exactly where we ate when we went, when we went to the we game. We the ate at Stanley's. Stanley visitors. Yes, we are. We're a big fan of Stanley, so it's Man, I need to good suggestion there. Find authentic places out here yet? I haven't. Yeah, no, it's 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 fantastic. I got the uh, what sandwich should I get? The, the uh, brother-in-law or mother clucker? Both of them are very good. good. Very very good. Good choices there. And lastly, before we let you go, where are you headed this week? We are actually headed to Gladewater oh, nice. this week. Okay. Yeah. So I know a little bit interesting. It's, it's, it's interesting for sure, but we're headed to Gladewater just to see what they got going on. And that'll be our final regular season under the light show. 
man, I can't believe we're saying that right now. <laughs> I can't believe it's the last week of the regular yeah, I season. Like it's gone really quick. It really has. It really has. Well, it's gone really quick. Serenity, thanks so much for taking the time to hop on today. I know just it's just your busy season like it is ours, so really appreciate you taking the time to talk a little bit about Beast Texas and uh, hope to see you at AT&T Stadium come December time. No, of course. Thank you all so much. Thanks to Serenity for hopping on with us today. I could have auto-faded it to where it would have, like, faded your face into your face. I just, uh, I just didn't. The headphones just magically disappeared in my head. <laughs> Thanks to Serenity for hopping on with us. You can follow her on Twitter at underscore Serenity D for all of your Beast Texas news and players to watch and rank teams and whatever else. I'm glad that everybody agrees on Stanley's. Dude, I like know. Every me person too. that we ask out there, they're like, you got to go to Stanley's. The mother clucker is um, phenomenal. Oh yeah, the I told you to get it too. Yeah, yeah brother in law is pretty good. That's Steph's favorite. I think Tepper and I both like the mother clucker better. Well, and not just the food, but the atmosphere is really, really. It's a cool, cool little restaurant. Too. You, I don't think you can sit inside. I think you have to sit outside on that patio. There might be some tables over to the like yeah. to the left when you order at the counter. Yeah, we sat outside though for the most part, and it looks it's kind of cool because it looks like they have live concerts there. And they stuff do because often. They've got a yeah. stage right there. Yeah, a lot it was of really cool. A lot of my good friends work out at KLTV That's out right. in yeah, Tyler, yeah. and so I'll see them every now and then. Be like, oh, some country music because I believe the Country Music Hall of or the Texas Country Music Hall of Fame. I think it's out in like the Carthage area. Someone right. in the comments might be able to correct me that. I believe it's out in Carthage. And so they have a lot of locals come mm-hmm. and play and all that stuff. And Stanley's is a great little location for it. Yeah, totally. This is yeah. a Stanley's podcast. Totally agree with that. You have not stirred me ra- wrong. Correct. In that sense. All right, AP. In that sense, I'm steering you wrong all the other times? Eh, sometimes. Fair. But best friends do that. <laughs> not on ac- not on purpose. Just on accident sometimes. All right, AP, you just heard Serenity Douglas's take on the East Texas region. We're going to give you our take on East Texas as well as the Piney Woods. There's really no surprise why we why we bumped these two regions together because there's a lot of crossover. Like, specifically, when you heard Serenity talk about Carthage, and mm-hmm. obviously she thinks that they have the best chance at making a run to uh, AT&T Stadium in December – we don't technically consider Carthage a part of the East Texas region. We consider it the Piney Woods, but there's just a ton of crossover, so it's just easier to lump these two together. Yeah, so. if you want to get in a in a fight about what's East Texas and what's the Piney Woods, uh, go go talk to our buddy Gabe, Gabe Brooks, Brooks because yeah. Gabe will straighten all of that out for you. Yes. That's not our. We don't need to be doing that. No, no, no. <laughs> all right, starting off in East Texas in the. Highest classification, almost. 5A Division One, Coming in at number two, the Longview Lobos. 8-1 and on the season. Of course, if you remember back to week one, their only loss coming from McKinney. And that was a really, really good game. It was on Texan Live, actually. John King and the Lobos are on pace for a long postseason run, just like always. And they did lose a lot to graduation, but John King is just the type of coach that just knows how to coach guys up mm-hmm. and get these young guys ready. Um, they did not lose Taylor Tatum, though. 
No. And he has been fantastic this year. He oh, broke yeah. the season mm-hmm. uh, touchdown record. Oh, yeah. Which, at a place like Longview, is insane. Oh, yeah. I know, because it's they've always seemed to have playmakers, yeah. right? And it's and they always seem to go up against really tough teams as well. So, yeah, Taylor Tatum is uh, totally a beast out there in Beast, Texas. Moving on down to 5A Division II, number four, Texarkana, Texas High. Coach Jerry Stanford has his boys rolling with a 9-0 record on the season, and they've been highly productive, I would say, on the offensive side of the ball. Now they take on a uh, Longview Pine Tree team this weekend, and you might be saying – or thinking to yourself, why is she bringing that up? It's because they've got one of the best edge rushers in the entire state in Dylan Evans. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I'll talk a little bit more about him later. But it'll be a really tough battle there for Texas High. and um, But they have already secured their district title. Yeah, shout out to Division Longview Pine Tree because they're, uh, they're a program that has struggled in the past, and they had a surprisingly yeah. pretty good little year this year. Yeah, they did. They're going to make that. the playoffs. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Moving on down to 4A Division One, number four, Kilgore, and number eight, Tyler Chapel Hill. Of live course. on Dave Campbell's Texan Live. Correct. We've already talked about this matchup. We're excited for this matchup. I'm really pumped to see Demetrius Brisbane and Ricky Stewart taking on Zalen Stoker for Kilgore. I think it's just, like you said, a fantastic matchup. I'm so excited that we get to check in live to this game on Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight, tomorrow night, starting at 7.30. Quick plug. (laughs) So many words that just come out of your mouth when we have to talk about this show. Oh, I know. I know. There's a lot of different words. It's confusing, but man, yeah, no, seriously, genuinely excited for this one. Yes. And of course, again, for the district title out there in East Texas. Moving on down to 4A Division II, it's number three, Pleasant Grove, 9-0 on this season, and they had a Big week one win against Brock, and I remember this because it was like 10-7, to the final Mm -hmm. score. Very, very low scoring, really not much of a shock because both defenses are fantastic. And Coach Gibson there at the helm has averaged nine wins and has two state titles in 10 years as the head coach there at Pleasant Grove. And I was reading um, about Pleasant Grove, obviously, before the show, and he – you threw it back to the beginning of the year when coach Gibson was like, yeah, man, I think this is probably the toughest team that I've had in my tenure here. And oh, they're crazy. This is obviously, you know, it, they're nine and oh, like that. Yeah, obviously no, they, he was correct about that. He knew that he, what he had coming in this year was very special. Yeah. Well, and that's been the thing is like Pleasant Grove. It's always hard hitting. It, it's been good defense and all that stuff. Then you add in like a super stout tight end like Lance Jackson. We watched right. his older brother Landon just light up for Pleasant Grove when they made a couple of those really long runs in the playoffs around 2018, 2019, 2020. Um, but Akari Johnson has been the difference maker for the Hawks this year. I mean, he yeah. is truly been not only one of the best players out of East Texas this year, but really statewide, mm-hmm. he has he has put them on notice and is an unbelievable quarterback there for for Pleasant Grove. Yes, in three A Division One, number two Malakoff and number three Winsboro, both teams post a nine and O record, and I feel like Malakoff is just kind of like one of those East Texas powerhouses you Mm -hmm. hear about them all the time they've always seemed to be in the mix when it comes to the playoffs and when it comes to state championship talks and 
they've been really impressive because they I they've graduated so much last year but mm-hmm. again they really haven't missed a beat they played Grosbeck this week their Grosbeck is four and one in district eight three a division one so this will obviously be for the title I believe it could possibly end up being a three-way uh no uh, well okay. Gosh. I mean, it, there, there are a couple Grosbeck other is, factors that would have to come into play for yeah. that, but I think Ma- it's pretty safe to say that Malakoff wins that district title. Yeah, and that's the thing is that district is not as good as it has been in years past. I don't think Grosbeck is bad at all. No. I think I think that Malakoff is definitely your favorite heading into that game um, by a fairly good amount. Yes. But that that like Mejia is not what they used to be. Fairfield has looked okay. Um, Tig is not very good this year. Obviously, Eustace and Kemper down that. I I feel like the reason we haven't talked about Malenkoff more this season is just the fact that we have not seen them tested. Yeah. But right. you look at Winsboro, and I would say that's the opposite side of it. Yes, absolutely. They, again, 9-0 and on the season. Coach Finney over there at the helm. And a big reason to that is because of their quarterback, Coach Finney's son. He's been absolutely spectacular this year. He's got a number of weapons around him. If you like high-flying offenses, this is the, the team to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they secured the 5A, 3A division five three a division one title last week with a obviously going undefeated on the season they got a bye week this week so um very very fun team to watch there and I would say poised to make a deep playoff run just oh like- absolutely yeah that the the difference with Malakoff and Winsboro is the fact that we have seen Winsboro tested being tested this year. and that the, is such a huge thing yeah that whole district is just a lot deeper than uh what Malakoff's playing I'm in but from Mineola to Mount Vernon but really it's Pottsboro that Pottsboro Winsboro game we had it circled on our calendar mm-hmm. and when they went out there and beat Pottsboro the way that they did I mean that was like a 55 to 28 game I think yeah. Is correct. Um, it just insane. Mm-hmm. They they bodied them. They're very very big up front, and then yeah, Kyler Finney is lighting it up. Yeah. But um, this Winsboro team has it, they've proven themselves. So anybody in the playoffs is gonna be is yes gonna be scary. Yes, we'll see. Absolutely. So, um, I'm sure we'll get uh, Malakoff. Uh, Grandview again at some point. We always get that. Yeah, that's a, that's such a staple matchup there. So that <laughs> that might be the first time that Malakoff is. Really, really, really tested. Yeah. At least, at least since the beginning of the season. Right. Um, they had, they played, they played Grandview and beat Grandview very badly in the second mm-hmm. week of the season. But yeah. I'll be interested to see because usually what happens is Malakoff wins the regular season and Grandview wins the playoff game. Right. So, we'll see. We'll see. Moving on down to three A Division two, it's number four Hooks and number eight Danger Danger Field. You heard Serenity kind of talk about it earlier that Hooks is that just that kind of team that kind of came out of nowhere. I mean, they've been decent the past couple of years, but this year really coming out of nowhere with an eight and O record. And I think a lot of that has to do with their running back Keyshawn Wells. He set the school record for completions, yards, and touchdowns last season while only throwing two interceptions. He really is a beast out there um, in East Texas. And yeah, really, really fun to watch them this season. I love when teams do that. I love when historically, you know, they maybe haven't been towards the top, but then mm-hmm. they come out of nowhere and they're like, hey, here we are. We're undefeated. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just been a real roller coaster of a couple of years for them because four and six in 2021. Yep. And then last year with a very young team last year is when they kind of started to get on the map that mm-hmm. nine and three. So you win five more games than the last time. I feel like they they didn't completely come out of nowhere considering that they 
did well last year, but watching the trajectory and how quickly these yeah. athletes have grown up, that's what's been really impressive. But Hooks Hooks looks good yes. right now. Yes, they do. And then number eight, Danger Field. And you might look at their record and say seven and two. How are they ranked number eight at seven and two? Well, it's because in week three they took on Timpson. Mm-hmm. And then in week four they played center. And they lost both games, but both were in just one score of each other. So they played two of the best teams in the entire state very, very hard and very well. They've got one of the best players in the state, I would say, in Aaron Hampton, who's just been an absolute menace on this field. And they got a really tough um, matchup this week against Harmony. And Harmony, I believe, is also 7-2, and two, I want to say. But uh, that yeah. will definitely decide the eleven District 11-3A Division Two. Yeah, both 5-0 and in district. So this yeah. is straight up for the title. The district title. Yep, that's for sure. Moving on down to 2A Division One, it's number five, Cupper. Do not call it Cooper because nope. it's not Cooper. It is it's not Cooper. Cupper. Cupper is 8-1 and one on the season. Only loss coming to Hooks, so not a super bad loss there, which, of course, is punching up a division, and it was a battle. Back-to-back-to-back to back to back have put up some really good seasons with only three losses in the last three years, and they've kind of just rolled through district play and I think poised for a really deep postseason run. Yeah, they've they've looked great. This offense has been just all over the place. Uh, the, the defense has held up pretty well, but that the win over Honeygrove was a big one. I know that yeah. we didn't have <laughs> we didn't have a whole lot of data point on Honeygrove other than they at the going into that game had not allowed point a single yes. point or a single punt that season. Their their uh, slogan coming into that. it was no points no punts no points no punts um and anyway we obviously found out that Honeygrove maybe not as strong as we had possibly thought but Mm -hmm. uh but Cupper really has has looked the part and should end up finishing out the season really strong and to round it all out in the lowest classification in East Texas maybe I don't know maybe there's is there 1A division 2 I don't think so it's number 10, Gilmer Union Hill, 6-0 and on the season. They had a couple of cancellations there um, earlier in the year, so that's why they have only played six games, and they've won all six of them. They had an early round exit last season to eventual state runner-up Abbott, um, but this team that is a, it's a team that performs pretty well during the regular season, but they always seem to, to match up with somebody really tough earlier on in the playoffs. So typically they haven't been able to really – get over that first second round bump but hey maybe this is the year they are undefeated and they look like they're rolling so yeah good win over saint joe two weeks ago Mm -hmm. that one that one was really impressive and that's what bumped them up into the rankings all right pickle let's move on to the piney woods a couple of ranked teams here don't really need to talk about that it's 4a division two number one carthage again don't really need an introduction for the bulldogs scott surratt and the bulldogs I've just put an absolute powerhouse out there in Beast, Texas, and finished the regular season once again going undefeated. They've got a bye week this week. And, dude, Scott Surratt is just a freaking wizard. We don't need to spend too much time on oh, that. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> knows that. But, I mean, nine state titles in ten appearances in his tenure there at Carthage. He's posted a 206-29 and overall record. I mean, he's just – he's going to go down as one of the best – coaches in Texas high school football mm-hmm. history. One of the best play callers, I mean, I think that we've seen in a very long yeah. time. He's just a freaking wizard. And my bad on the graphic that should say 4AD2. It says 4AD1. Um, I, w- I was impressed with Car- 
Carthage's win over Van last week. Yes. Because it's the same thing that we talked about with Malakoff there of not getting tested much. We we barely ever see Carthage get tested in no. the regular season. It's not until then. But a thirty five to seven win over a very good Van Vandal squad, that was that was impressive. Yeah. A really stacked two A Division One classification. This is insane. There. This is actually insane. I mean, that's like a third of the rankings mm-hmm. in two A Division One. Starting off, of course, with number one Timpson, another team that, of course, is not really slowing down. And you probably, when you think of Timpson, you think of one thing and one thing only, and that's Terry Bussey, the absolute superstar that Timpson has to offer. He's just been absolutely phenomenal. His past couple seasons there I'll talk more about him later but really I I really think that like if this year is not the year for Timpson I don't know when they're gonna get another chance because this is Terry Bicey is a senior they were so close last year they lost in the state the state semis I believe um when they dropped to Refurio and the last walk-off field goal I believe it was maybe there was a couple seconds left in that game but I believe that like it was a touchdown I thought I was it. I thought yeah, it was a field goal because they went up because it was twenty four to twenty one. Was it a field goal? Regardless, it was like last minute. I, like all I can remember is Chase's call on the touchdown that might have yeah. led to the tie. But I guess maybe then there was a field goal afterwards. All yeah. I remember is Chase's call, which was un unbelievable. Uh, the call on the long touchdown yeah, pass right, for right, Refurio right. to take the lead. Yeah, but I mean, I I just feel like. I, I think their defense looks has looked much better than it did last year. I just really think that if if, if this is not the year for Timpson, then I don't know. Yeah, from a Timpson side of stuff, this is this is their year that they they have to advance past Refurio. That being said, that game is going to be even more fun this year than it was last year. I, I think mean, both teams are better than they were last. Oh, Oh, one hundred and ten percent. Refurio. You talked to Jason Herring, and he was like, yeah. he he would say before the state championship, I talked to him on the phone, and if Jason Herring likes you, he calls you Haas, and he's like, I'll tell you what, Haas, Haas, man, we are way too young. We should not have been here right now. But That's their right. line has had time to mature. That's going to put pressure on Terry Bussey. But you are completely right when it'll be the Timpson defense against Ernest Campbell that that's what's mm-hmm. going to be the crucial spot. But man not saying it's guaranteed that it's going to happen someone could get them but if we're heading towards Timpson and Refiro in a state semifinal oh, it breaks my heart that that's not a state championship game I know breaks it, my heart it's so should which be. we've said that about Refiro and Shiner, Shiner and all the right years past, exactly so. exactly it's always tough those state semifinals number seven Beckville <clears throat> eight and one on the season with of course their only loss coming to Timpson back in week one I believe and I really like this Beckville team Mm -hmm. like they've got a they've got a superstar out there in Jacoby Williams which I'll talk more about him later but he's just he's just been lighting up on the offensive side of the ball this team can really put up a ton of points so if you like a team that can just freaking score like no other this is the team for you and Head coach Cody Ross has been there at the helm for five seasons now and has been projecting upwards ever since the hire. And to round out 2A Division One, it's number nine, Garrison. 9-0 on the season with a huge game uh, coming up this week for the District 11 2A Division One tie. No, that's not right. I'm sorry. I don't know which game they have this week. Who? Garrison. I, Garrison and Timpson are playing this week. Garrison and Timpson are playing this mm-hmm. week. Oh, that's right. That, okay, yes, yeah. that is correct then. So I guess technically it'll this be for will the be district. for the district title because yeah. yeah, they're 9-0 too. Mm-hmm. Right, 11-2A yeah, Division One. that's correct. This is yes. one of 
two matchups. Sorry, I was reading an email. This is one of two matchups across the state that uh, are a battle of unbeatens. There are two battles of unbeatens across the state, and this is one of them. And we'll definitely decide the 11-2A Division I um, championship. Yes, this is a lot. Like, you talk about offenses a lot with these two teams, but the defenses have been so stout, Mm -hmm. too. So a lot really fun battle this week. And to round it all out in 2A Division II, it's number five, Lady Love lady, not number <laughs> five lady. <laughs> Women talking football. You know. Boom. It's fantastic. Number five lady. 9-0 on this season for lady. Love lady. <laughs> Their production on the offensive side of the ball has been even better this year with a super, super dynamic one-two punch, one punch in Davian Skinner and Cortavius Whitaker. Stop laughing. I'm sorry. Number five lady. Lover number five lady. You know what? Good job, love lady. You're do, you're doing you're doing you're doing great. great. You're, doing you're doing great, sweetheart. Keep you, it you're up. gonna do really well in the postseason, I think. Last year you fell to Mart, but you know, who knows what will happen this up, year? Keep lady. it up, dude. Keep it up. Anyways, oh, that was fantastic. So there you go. Ranked teams t- uh, in the Piney Woods and East Texas area. Oh my God, I'm sweating. I have to take this off really quick. As our host is sweating, we transition Sorry. over into her favorite Correct. segment. You can lead me in. That's that. why she was sweating, because she was so I'm stinking so excited. Because segment. let's break down some players to watch in Beast Texas and the Piney Woods. Yes, sir. Starting off with Longview running back Taylor Tatum. He's a four-star playmaker that's been on a tear the past few seasons. He's one of those like special type talent of players I would say just like the leader of this offense he's explosive and a tough one to bring down he's also elusive and quick on his feet and can also catch the ball out of the backfield he's posted 1,212 yards and 15 touchdowns on the season and I haven't got to see him play in person but I definitely watched when Longview took on Lancaster earlier this year Mm -hmm. and like he was just absolutely eye-opening against a a pretty good Lancaster defense he had 22 carries 252 yards and three touchdowns in that game so he's an absolute beast and he's currently committed to play for the University of Oklahoma moving right along I've already mentioned his name once but let's talk a little bit more in depth about him it's Longview Pine Tree defensive lineman D'Allen Evans, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. The number one rated Dalen. Defi- Dalen. Okay. Well, same thing. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm so bad at pronouncing names. Dalen Sorry. Evans. Excuse me for that. The number one rated defensive tackle in Texas, according to our very own Greg Powers. He's got the size. He's 6'5", 270 pounds. And the speed, he's got the speed. He's an absolute menace on the defensive front. He's a physical pass rusher, but is also versatile enough to play at kind of any position on the defensive line. He's got the size and the speed for it. And he's finished his junior season with 60 total tackles and 27 tackles for a loss. I think he's kind of been battling an injury this year. I couldn't find many stats on him for this season, so I wanted to bring up his junior season stats. But an absolute beast there to have on the line. And he's currently committed to play for the Texas A&M Aggies. I bet we see this guy on Sundays. He is so good. Moving right along to Tyler Chapel Hill quarterback Demetrius Brisbane. And this is one of those guys where you hear his name and you're like, oh, he's like still there mm-hmm. at Chapel Hill, it, but in a good way. But it's like because he has been so fantastic since his freshman year, he's literally started 
as a freshman mm-hmm. for this squad, which is kind of unheard of. Like even like obviously in the six A and the five A ranks, that's kind of unheard of. But even in the four A ranks, I mean, that's especially in the four A ranks, when you're talking about a program like Chapel Hill, a who just powerhouse has, yeah. typically out there. Yeah, he's a he's a true dual threat quarterback who's lethal on the run. 1087 yards through the air and 14 touchdowns and 942 yards on the ground in eight touchdowns this season. So a literal true dual threat. He's a clutch player too. Like he's he's just solid in high pressure situations. He's actually staying at home too to play for the SMU Mustangs and he'll be joining his right-hand man Chapel Hill running back Ricky Stewart there in Dallas. Man, that's such a that's a good that's a good offense. I love them. Mhm. Moving right along to Jacoby Williams, the star there in Beckville. What an unbelievable athlete this guy is. He can actually do it all. Like, he's really, I would, like, his uh, 247 profile calls him a running back, but, like, he, you could call him an, an athlete, an all-purpose back. Like, he's just, he plays a little bit on defense, too, in special teams. He really does it all. He can run through the line, breaking tackles and avoiding defenders, run it on the outside if he needs to. He can catch it in the backfield, and he can also kind of throw, too. Mm-hmm. Like, his stats this year have been great. 1,101 passing yards and 15 touchdowns, 1,219 rushing yards and 21 touchdowns, and two punt return touchdowns, and also add 15 total tackles in there, too. Like yeah. he's This is the type of athlete that colleges are looking for, and the Texas Tech Red Raiders – get him as well huge get for them out there in Lubbock yeah Powers has him as uh 57th in our hot 100 and yeah. he list him as an athlete which is then in his position rank out of the class of 2024 would put him in third yeah so yeah. big get by Joey McGuire and his text tech yes moving right along to Lufkin running back Kedron Young and he'll go down as one of the best that Lufkin has ever seen he recently eclipsed over 4,000 career rushing yards which makes him the all-time leading rusher in Lufkin program history. He's like a human bulldozer. I love yes. running backs that are like that. If you look at his his huddle tape, like he just bulldozes through people. Mm-hmm. He's really really fun to watch. He's obviously very fast and he's like a quick quick twitched runner who can spot those slim holes in the line. Um, but then if you get in his way, like watch out because he's going to truck you as well. And he's currently compl- uh, committed to play for the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. So. Ishmael Johnson is very happy about that. I don't like that. And to round it all out, let's talk about Aaron Hampton, danger field athlete. I've already mentioned him once. Easily probably one of the best players in the state. And he puts the danger in danger field. I can't, I came up with that one just now. Isn't that funny? I'm sure you're the first person field. to ever think about that. Probably. You know, because I'm just I'm just smart on the fly like that. But he plays he plays both at Number wide five, receiver. Lady. Yeah. You need to clip those two together. It comes and goes. It comes and goes. <laughs> he plays both at wide receiver and defensive back, and from what it looks like, I think he could play either position at the next level. Last week he surpassed twenty the twenty five hundred yard mark in receiving yards against Wascom. And he's currently committed to play for the Longhorns of the University of Texas. But he's also kind of gaining interest from Oregon. So he says he's committed to Texas, but Oregon's pushing pretty hard for him. So anyways, a lot of talent out there in Beast, Texas. They don't call it Beast, Texas for nothing. I thought of that. You did. Did you actually come up with that? No, it's just something I would say. Okay. Well, I said it too (laughs) because I thought it it worked for the players to watch. So. 
Anyways, I love talking about the East Texas region because I am very familiar with it, and it just seems like there's always a plethora of really dominant teams and really dominant players to watch, and we'll have a couple of games from East Texas on Texan Live. So make sure, remember, tomorrow night to tune in to Texas football tonight where we will give you complete coverage of the state of Texas. Really, where would you rather get your coverage of Texas high school football? There's nowhere, nowhere to get it rather than Dave Campbell's Texas football tonight, starting at 7.30 tomorrow night. You can watch it on TexanLive.com, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, wherever live. Starting at 7.30, you can watch it for free. You'll see Miss Ashley Pickle there on camera. Really yeah, you want to come you. stare at this ugly mug for two and a half hours? Let's party. Let's do it. Let's freaking do it. Do you have anything else? Nope. Nope. All right, folks. We will see you next week on Women Talking Football at 2 p.m. on Thursday. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. Go Rangers.